This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is the Joe Pag Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. All right, glad to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. It's the Joe Pag Show. Glad to, to see you along for the ride. We've got Michael Franzese at the bottom of the hour. He's got a brand new book out called Mafia Democracy. In Mafia Democracy, he talks about how basically our government is acting like the mob. And we break that down. Plus, I ask him about Ray Liotta's passing, um, whether he knew Ray Liotta or not, what he thought about his depiction of, uh, of Henry Hill in Goodfellas. We get into all that and then some. We talk about also gun control, if you can believe it, with the former mobster. Make sure you stick around for that. We've got Simona Bagiante Papadopoulos in hour number three to talk about how Europe sees Joe Biden, what Europe thinks about, she's in Greece, what Europe thinks about uh, about the Second Amendment and about the gun um, question and issue here in the United States. A very interesting conversation at all. I'm glad that you took the time. It's the Joe Pag Show coming your way for your Friday. Here's some strings. Horn section. You betcha. That was me. Protein bar. Carry all day long. That's disgusting. There's polo. It is disgusting. Stop it. There's Sam. I'm not me. It's not me. Come on, Bob. Friday. Thank God it's... Thank God it is Friday. Friday. Thank God it's... Thank God it is Friday. Let's make it a free speech Friday. Let's go. Free speech Friday. Ah, freedom. Uh huh. Say what? Bring it now. Take it up a notch. Monday through Thursday, I set the agenda. I still do kind of do it on Friday, too, but if you get an idea of what you want to talk about, you call 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247. Go to JoePags.com, click on Contact. If I know something about it, we'll talk about it. If not, we'll move on. All right, so uh, there's more, more information to get to. There's more stuff to talk about. Um, interestingly, this argument in Congress really is showing who the Democrats are when it comes to gun control. I saw one guy today, and this may be the story that you're about to read, Carrie, but I saw this one guy today, uh, I think he's from New York, a Democrat, talking about if you don't do gun control or you try to filibuster this, we'll get rid of the filibuster. And then he said, and, if, uh, and, and then we'll pack the court to get what we want. So in other words, we in the Democrat Party are monarchs, we're dictators, we're authoritarians, and if you don't do what we say do, forget that you represent all these millions of Americans, if you don't do our bidding, we will change the rules so that we can force it through, similar to what Obama said. And I guess Biden today says something about, why don't you want to stop the carnage? Again, he's not talking about Chicago, not talking about Philadelphia, L.A., nor New York. He's talking about 
you know, the, the, the cases that he can really focus on, like Buffalo and like Uvalde. Very interesting. But uh, yeah, this rigmarole coming out of, of Congress, you got to be careful. I think the S word is in this one, Carrie, but what, what do you have for me? From the Blaze, Representative David Cicilline, I think, a Democrat from Rhode Island. I've heard Cicilline. I've heard Cicilline. I think he says Cicilline, to be honest. Okay. Exploded during a congressional hearing Thursday, admitting he does not want to be bothered with constitutional rights when it comes to discussing gun control. And during a House Judiciary Committee meeting to discuss gun control legislation, Cicilline shouted down Republicans for raising due process concerns over so-called red flag laws. Red flag laws permit authorities to preemptively strip citizens of their Second Amendment rights if they're ruled an imminent danger to themselves or others. Some Republican lawmakers believe citizens should be afforded due process before a judge bars them from possessing firearms. When several Republicans made that exact objection at the hearing, Cicilline lost it. This is a radical position being offered by our friends on the other side of the aisle, he began. And they claim we should support ensuring that people who are in imminent danger to themselves and others, such as they might commit mass murder, have a constitutional right to access a firearm. And to deny them that right would, quote, trample on an individual's due process and Second Amendment rights. You know who didn't have due process? You know who didn't have their constitutional right to life respected, he continued? The kids at Parkland and Sandy Hook and Uvalde and Buffalo, and the list goes on and on. So spare me the bull bleep about constitutional rights, Cicilline declared. On this week, Democrats proposed the Protecting Our Kids Act. The legislation would raise the age to purchase most semi-automatic rifles from 18 to 21 and create new federal offenses for gun trafficking, prohibit the import, sale, or possession of so-called large-capacity magazines, thus limiting magazines to just 10 rounds of ammunition, and set new regulations on the storage of firearms on residential properties, among other provisions. Chip Roy got the floor not too long after that. And Chip Roy then also said B and then the S word. Um, and he was actually showing his shotgun, I think. It might have been a rifle. I'm not sure. And showing some other gun. And it sits right here. And the laws that you want to pass, I couldn't even sit it right here. Because I've got a 12-year-old who, by the way, is trained on, on how to be careful and how to and how to act, properly use this gun uh, if there's a coyote that comes into the yard or if there's something else that, that is uh, threatening us. So he responded in kind. But let's talk about red flag laws for a second. Red flag laws on their on their surface sound like they'd be great. But if you saw the movie Minority Report, then you know why they're not great in a free society. A red flag law would say, or does, it actually does say this, but you just haven't passed it. I guess in some municipalities they have, in some states they might have as well. But a red flag law says if somebody is reported to potentially be a danger to himself or to others, Authorities have the right to come in and seize their guns until such a time as they're adjudicated and found out that they're not a threat to themselves or to others. And you're thinking, well, well, hell, if somebody would have reported the Buffalo guy, that shooting doesn't happen. If somebody reported the Uvalde guy, that shooting doesn't happen. It seems to make sense. But let's break it down even further. Who gets to decide? Let's say that Carrie and I are, are having an argument, which, by the way, has never happened. But let's, let's pretend that's happening. And Carrie decides, because she knows that I, that I have guns, to call the police and say, I think Joe Paggs is a danger to himself or to people around him, and I know he's got five guns. A red flag law would allow the police to come to my house or pull me over, take all of my firearms because she said it. That's it. 
So when Republicans say or, or conservatives say, we want there to be some due process before you can take away somebody's guns. And I don't know why those on the left, those who are Democrats, would be against that. Because already I've heard from veterans who have gone to war, who come back, and now there's a doctor at the VA who has the right to check a box saying that person shouldn't have a firearm. Check a box. Just some dude, some, some lady gets to check a box and say you don't have your Second Amendment rights anymore. How does that make sense to anybody? As Ciceline or Ciceline whatever, and as these others are all protected by good guys with guns. How does that make any sense? Because who's the arbiter? Who's the person that gets to decide if I get to have a gun? Well, nobody should be able to decide that because the Constitution is clear. It's a God-given right for me to keep and bear a firearm. It's a God-given right. And the Constitution says this government can't infringe on that right. So if you want to deem somebody not able mentally doesn't have the capacity to keep and bear, and you need to strip that right away from them. You better have a damn good reason. And it's not a good enough reason that somebody reports somebody else. It's not a good enough reason that somebody thinks they might do something. Not a good good enough reason if in the middle of a fight, I'll kill you. That's not a good enough reason. There has to be definitive proof that this person is, in fact, a danger to himself and to the community. And I would disagree in that angle as well even if they were adjudicated, don't adjudicate them and find them to be you know, not capable of having a Second Amendment right then take away the guns. Leave the guns where they are. Lock the person up in a mental institution, in an asylum, for psychiatric treatment, whatever the hell it has to be. And then that also stops a Uvalde or a Buffalo or a fill-in-the-blank. The left is so quick to say those rights don't matter. That's why he's tired of hearing about the BS rights. Because he, he truly believes that. He believes the rights enumerated and protected from government overriding them in the Constitution. He believes that they're BS. He would like to have the authority. This little guy from Rhode Island. He'd like to have the authority to take away your rights. Just go right down the list. Take them away. The same people who say the First Amendment and rioting and burning things down is your right. And oh, by the way, if you're rioting and you're Marching in the Black Lives Matter march, you also don't have to wear a mask because that overrides that, that, that rule. These people are nuts. They're picking and choosing which rights they want to be protected by that document. And they don't get to. The Second Amendment is as important as any amendment. Some would say more important. So a red flag law, I don't think would stop anything other than the rights of good law-abiding citizens. My neighbor doesn't like me. He decides to, to call in. I think he's got guns over there. Cops can just show up. Come in my house and take the guns. Uh, Of course, the Constitution says you can't do that. Red flag laws, I believe, are unconstitutional. But why not make it to where the person is actually questioned by the police? Maybe you have a psychiatrist that goes with the police to a case where somebody says this person might be a danger. I know there's a Baker Act in, in many states where you can actually bring somebody in for psychiatric evaluation for a certain number of hours. Then you evaluate them. But to have somebody who's the arbiter of my rights, and I don't know where that person is on those rights to begin with, is not okay with me. It's, in fact, un-American. I hope that I've explained the red red flag laws better because Democrats will have you believe, and even those who aren't paying attention would have you believe, this makes a lot of sense. These people wouldn't have had the guns. Nobody would be dead. You can still do that. 
without taking away the guns. You take away the person out of the situation and get the, the evaluation you need. And I think it would be pretty clear to anybody who's got a brain that these people that are doing mass killings are not competent at all, should not be among us in society. They should be getting the treatment that they need. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay right here. Joe Pags. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hi, great to have you. It's the Joe Pag Show. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Lots going on. Lots we've got to talk about. Michael Francis at the bottom, former mobster, former capo regime with the Colombo crime family. He's got a new book out called Mafia Democracy. That's number one in several platforms. I want you to go check that out. Hear about it on the interview first, and then you're going to want to go check it out even more. Let me tell you about Super Beats. You know, I say Super, I feel like I go, Super Beats, like it's like a superhero, because it kind of is. I used to do the powder in the morning. You put it in the, in the, the water, fruit juice, maybe your protein shake. You get that, that nice boost of energy. It helps your body to make nitric oxide, which is a miracle molecule that regulates your, 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 your blood pressure, your blood flow, your circulation. Your cardiovascular system is going to like Super Beats. Well, now they've, they're making something called Super Beats Heart Chews. Super Beats Heart Chews, are, they taste delicious. Non-GMO beets, grapeseed extract. I don't know how they made them taste so good, but they're great. You open up the, the jar, they just smell great. You, you pop a couple in, you're good to go for the entire day. You don't have to worry about those energy drinks, no sugary drinks, no sugary candies. You don't have to drink four or five cups of coffee to keep you to keep you going. This is a nice balanced level of energy throughout the day, and you get it from Super Beats Heart Chews. Go right now, get up to 45% off, plus free shipping at joelovesbeats.com. It's your best offer available anywhere. That's joelovesbeats.com. joelovesbeats.com up to 45% off and free shipping on Super Beats Heart Chews. joelovesbeats.com. Make that happen right now. You go to the phone lines. I appreciate you taking the time. It's going to be, uh, let's see here, a lot of people want to be heard. Brad, Pennsylvania, talk to me. Hi. Hey, Joe. Love your show, man. Love you. you. You're the best. Thank hey, you. Uh, let me tell you something, man. These Democrats are corrupt, okay? Right? Joe Biden was running against Trump. We thought we, a lot of guys took it seriously. I mean, not seriously because they thought he was going to eat them alive, but they won because they're corrupt. You know, the mass mandates are coming back in August. Watch this because they know how to win with these mailing ballots. It's coming. No one can touch these Democrats. Man. I mean, look at, look at Swalwell. I mean, look at uh, Ilhan Omar. I mean, no one can touch Hillary Clinton, okay? Whatever happened to Epstein and whatever happened to Epstein's uh, uh, mistress, they don't even, nobody talks about her anymore. Nobody knows what's going on with that. So we have to be very careful with these people. Well, 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 Brett, listen, I, I agree with you. They're sneaky. They're underhanded. They're liars. Um, Ghislaine Maxwell, I don't even know how to say it, Ghislaine, I don't know how to, how to say it, but why didn't we get to see that list yet? They have the list. Why didn't we get to hear her testimony? Why not? Why can't we hear who's on the list? Why can't we hear, you know, if, if in fact the rumors are true, did Bill Gates really go to that island? 
Bill Clinton did. We have pictures. We see pictures of him there. Prince Andrew, he was there with some underage chick. So why can't we know who this guy was catering to? And why can't we know through a real investigation what happened to the guy? I mean, that's true. I don't want to go off on a tangent on, on Epstein, but what he says is true. The left will lie to get their ends. And I actually talked to Franzese about this at the bottom. Those who are in charge will lie to keep the power. It doesn't matter how you do it as long as you keep the power. And that's really what's going on here. Let me go back to it. It's going to be uh, Carol, Florida. What's going on? Hi. Hi. Um, it's just how corrupt the system is. It just amazes me. Um, my brother was able to lie and manipulate the system to where um, they took away all my guns from me. So I have absolutely no protection anymore. Well, Carol, uh, hold on, hold on. Is, like, there, is there a red flag law in Florida? I, he He was just able to lie enough to where they believed him. And I had to give up every weapon I had. Well, that's against the law. So, so, now, so, so how did that go down? That's against the law. No, it's not against the law. Yes, it is. <laughs> unless, no, unless, see, well, Carol, Carol, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to argue with you. I'd like to learn from you. What exactly went down well, to where I, they, Carol, what, what went down that mm-hmm. they were able to come and take your Second Amendment away from you? How did that happen? No, they're charging me with a felony. They're saying all sorts of. He just lied. And they believed every word he said, and I haven't been able to say a single word, and I had to give up every gun I had. Well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to let you go, because obviously there's a story there that I don't know the details of. They can't charge you with a felony because your relative lied about you. That's not, you cannot possibly be charged with a felony unless there's been an investigation, and then the DA says, yes, we're going to go ahead and charge this person. So some, there's a lot. Sam, do we know anything else about Carol's story? Because I couldn't even opine about that, not knowing what's going on. She did not tell me the rest of the story. Okay, cool. Uh, let me say this again. Unless there's a red flag in law, a uh, red flag law in place in Florida, and there, I don't live in Florida anymore. I've got relatives there, but I don't think there's one. DeSantis certainly wouldn't allow that. The Republican legislature wouldn't allow that. Unless there's a red flag law, there had to have been some alleged commission of a crime. And Carol, I don't have the time nor the knowledge to know what that commission was. Somebody can't just lie about you and then they charge you with a felony. There's got to be an investigation, some sort of proof or evidence that they want to go to court with. And they certainly can't take away your Second Amendment unless there's something to it. So I think there's more to the story than I have time to hear. Um, I would like to learn it. If you want to email me, just go to JoePags.com, scroll to the bottom, click on contact, send me an email to explain it. Because what you said just now doesn't add up. And again, there's a lot to the story that I don't know. Let me go back at it. Tim, Arkansas, let's go. Hey, Joe. Great to, great to hear you, man. You're Thanks. my favorite since Rush. Oh, thank you, man. Appreciate that. Um, I, you know, the, the fact they're trying to take away rights, that, that is actually for the right people. Uh, if you are of a certain belief, a certain person, you can do all the things you want to do. You can riot, you can murder. I mean, well, you know, I say murder, but it just it's 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 come down to the point of if you are in the in the in the right realm with who they are, that you can do it. It doesn't matter. And I feel like we're living in a communist country. Prices are out of the roof. The shelves are empty. The dictators are in office. You can't get them out. I'm talking about Congress unless they die. It, it's turning into a communist regime. Regime and. I don't know what we're going to do about it. Tim, I hear you, and I appreciate your concerns. I mean, without a doubt, we've got people who are not law-abiding who are in Congress. 
We've got people in Congress and the big media and big tech and big sports, big Hollywood, big music that all were all complicit with the riots a couple of summers ago. They, they were egging them on. When you've got the now vice president, Kamala Harris, who was a senator then, helping to raise funds to get people out of jail who rioted and burned down parts of Minneapolis, you've got a problem on your hands. The, the, the leadership roles in this country are being held by many of them are radical leftists who want to see a sea change in what it is we've enjoyed here as far as freedom and liberty in this country. The leadership in this country, many of them, and they're in control now of Congress, both the House and the Senate, the leadership in this country is looking to change the country to, to have it in their view, their perspective forever. That's why we have to stand up, we have to be heard, and the midterm elections are vital coming up. Michael Franzese, when we come back, keep it right here. Joe Pags. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always just an absolute pleasure to have this guy on. I'm always honored to have him on. He's a good friend of mine, a former mobster. He's a current pastor. He's an author of a brand-new book called Mafia Democracy. It's Michael Franzese. Michael, how are you? Good to see you. I'm always great, Joe. Always great to sit with you. Yeah, listen, it's it's an absolute pleasure. I know you've got a friend of ours coming up soon uh, on your YouTube channel and on your sit-downs. Can we say who it is or not? Sure. Dinesh D'Souza's coming up. How did that go? Well, actually, uh, it just went up this morning. Beautiful. And, uh, yeah, it's going great. It was a great conversation. You know, he's so intelligent. He has a good command of the issues, and uh, and and we think alike in a lot of ways. So it was great. And you're over what eight hundred thousand now on the on the YouTube channel? Yeah, we're at about eight hundred and fifty somewhere. Nice. We're approaching a million. Beautiful. Along. Did you ever, hey, Michael? Did you ever think that you'd be an interviewer? Because I mean, the, the, I know that you say they're not interviews; they're sit downs. It's just a conversation. But the best interviews, I think, because this is what you and I do, is just when you sit down and have a conversation. I mean, did you ever think that that would be your job? No, never, Joe. I mean. <laughs> You know, I never thought a lot of things would be happening, but they are. So, you know, just blessed, you know, very grateful. And uh, I'm glad people are tuning in. They like the content. So that's what's important. Go to michaelfranzese.com. Sign up to be part of his crew. Go to the YouTube channel. It's just called Michael Franzese. And he's well on his way to a million followers there. And every single video is just out of sight. You did one the other day uh, about a guy. And I'm, I'm kind of angry at myself because I had always planned on trying to get this guy on my show, Ray Liotta who unexpectedly died at 67 years old. Um, I, I don't know what, the, what the, the, the details are other than I think it was a heart attack as he was on location for a movie. But Ray Liotta, it's funny, one of the first interviews you and I did, you told me that you and your wife were watching Goodfellas in the theater and you got up and you got out when Ray Liotta says one line. They're actually going down the line and he calls you out in the movie. So, I mean, were you, were you already a fan of his before that movie even came out or was that sort of when you, when you saw Ray for the first time? Yeah, I never, uh, I never knew who he was, and at first I didn't like him in the role. Yeah, only because I knew Henry Hill very well, and he didn't fit Henry's personality or persona. He made Henry look a lot better. I got to be honest. <laughs> when I started to just look at Ray and forget about Henry, he was brilliant. You know, just, just absolutely brilliant. And in that movie, he's going down the line at the club, and he says, hey, there's, there's Mikey Francesi. And you said you and your wife said that we got to get out of here. He's calling me out in the movie. I can't be here. Yeah, because my wife, you know, she looked at me when the movie started, you know, it starts out pretty graphically. And she said, Michael, is this what you guys really did? 
And I said, come on, honey, it's only a movie. Don't believe it. You know, it's entertainment. And then, you know, five minutes later, they're mentioning my name as part of that crew. I said, let's go. We got out. I think it was smart to get out. It's uh, Michael Franzese. Go to michaelfranzese.com. And Franzese is F-R-A-N-Z-E-S-E. Uh, go, you can pronounce it any number of ways, I guess. People keep on pronouncing it different ways. But it's yes. Franzese or Franzese, if you say it in Italian. Uh, go to michaelfranzese.com. Join the crew. Uh, I just wanted to sort of get a, a quick uh, something from you on Ray Liotta. Did you ever have a chance to meet the guy? You know, I never met him, but uh, the morning that he passed away, I happened to be with Chaz Palminteri. And Chaz uh, didn't know him really well, but he said he was in his uh, presence a few times and just spoke wonderfully about him, said he was a delightful guy, you know, very respectful, very nice guy. And I heard that from a few different people. Uh, Nick Pelleggi, who wrote uh, Goodfellas and yeah. a few others, said he was a great guy. So that's all I ever heard about him. And, you know, in every other movie that I saw him in, he was just brilliant. You know, it was, it was a sad loss. Uh, he was a young guy at 67. Yeah. And, yeah, that's all I heard, too, is that he just had a heart attack in his sleep. Well, it was interesting about what you said about him and, and, and the real Henry Hill is I'd never really seen Henry Hill anywhere near Ray Liotta. After Liotta passed, I did see a picture of them. Ray was about a foot taller, all hell of a lot better looking, and Henry was just sort of this little curmudgeon-looking guy. So I guess you knowing him in real life, going there, it, it was difficult for you to sort of warm up to it, but his acting was so good that it made sense. Did he act like a mobster in that? Did he act like he was in the life? He did, you know, and he was an associate. Obviously, he couldn't get made because his father was an Italian, yeah. but... Uh, he did a great job. He really did. And, uh, you know, he blended right into the character and uh, it was just really good. Well, go check out Michael's review with that on his YouTube channel. Go to YouTube.com. Look for Michael Franzese. Follow him on there. Subscribe on there. Join his crew at MichaelFranzese.com. You did this book called uh, Mafia Democracy. And you and I talked about this well before it was even announced that it was out. And I knew why you were doing it because you've explained to me a few times and I hope you'll explain it again. That as big and bad and tough as the mafia uh, was in Italy, the mob was here, uh, Cosa Nostra was here, it was nothing compared to the power and strength the U.S. government has, or really any government, right? Oh, absolutely. And obviously that was proven in the mid-80s when they created the law that put everybody in jail and out of business. I mean, uh, but you know, again, um, Joe, the reason I wrote the book, I've been noticing this now, this trend for years. Obviously, when I was on the street, I dealt with some politicians. But even then, it wasn't to the extent of corruption that I've seen back then when we were involved with them yeah. that I see it now. So now it's so out, out in the open and it's so obvious. You know, it's a power. It's a power move on all of their part. They want to main control. They want to stay in office. They want to make money. Uh, and all of these things are, you know, so mob like. But they're doing it better than we did because they create the laws that shield them from getting in trouble. And it's interesting because you said this a few times. You had some politicians on the payroll, several politicians on the payroll. And why would you have to do that as the as the mob if the politicians didn't have the strength and the sway that you needed? Right. Exactly. And, and you know, we uh, when I was getting the licenses for the gas company, I needed wholesale licenses. You know, we we did it through, uh, you know, political contact and we paid them off for it. Uh, they were willing to do that. You know, listen, you know, Joe, again, what I'm seeing now, I I've never witnessed this much divisiveness and this much uh, corruption out in the open as I've ever seen in my life. And I really mean that. Back then, they used to try to hide it. You know, now it's right out in the open. You can see it. They don't care. They talk about it. They make one promise today, break it tomorrow. They call each other names. They're fighting like I've never seen anything before. Yeah. And it all trickles down from the top to the bottom. And that's why this country is so divided. It's because of them.
Not because of us. Right. It's because of them, their policies, their ideology. Very Machiavellian. It's uh, Michael Franzese. Go to michaelfranzese.com. Michael, the book is out now. This is why we have you back. I know that it's, it's been released since we last spoke with you. Did they go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble? Is there a specific website you want them to go to to get the book? Well, let me tell you, there's a couple of things. Number one, Joe, I have to say this. It went to number one in four different categories Beautiful. on Amazon the day it was released. And it also hit number one bestseller on, on Barnes & Noble, and it's maintaining those uh, those stats right now. But if anybody wants to read a chapter, get a taste of it, go to mafiademocracy.com. We'll give you a free chapter, and then you can go on the website if you're interested and buy it. But I'll tell you what's really pleasing, Joe. The comments that we're getting back, the reviews, people are really getting it. They're saying, Michael, I see it, because... I laid out the facts and the evidence. You yeah. know, this isn't a fluff piece, and I'm not trying to pull the wool over anybody's eyes. It's not a partisan hack job. It's bipartisan. I'm attacking the system and the people that are behaving improperly within that system. And people are getting it. So it's very satisfying that they are. It's uh, Michael Franzese. Go to MafiaDemocracy.com and go check that uh, chapter of the book. I've got the book. It's amazing. Did you ever think in a Let's go back a year and a half before you, Rudy, and I sat down. Did you think that he would write a forward for a book that you wrote? Never, Joe. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you know, in, in this whole transformation of life that I've undercover, and, and let me tell you that I've, over, uh, that I've come at right now, yeah. and let me tell you, I don't claim all responsibility for this because I never knew how this was all going to turn out when I walked away from that life. Right. I was very blessed to put the right people around me. My faith certainly had a lot to do with it, but I was very, very fortunate and, you know, to have uh, somebody like Rudy Giuliani, who at one time was an arch enemy, he tried to put me away forever, uh, turn around and say that he's watched me over the years and he believes it's genuine. And he wrote an amazing forward. Um, you know, Rudy really gets it. You know, he knows what's going on in politics as well or better than most people out there. And uh, it was very satisfying to see the forward he wrote. I was very appreciative of it. And I, I know I asked you to thank him for me. And uh, it's just great. Well, he loves the cover because his name is, is on it, so so that's pretty yeah. good. Um, it's Michael Franzese. Get this book, MafiaDemocracy.com, or go to MichaelFranzese.com and join his crew. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's growing like like crazy because these these sit-downs are really something. And, and I apologize, but I, I did an interview with Ted Nugent yesterday, and I think I called it a sit-down. I have a hard time not calling it that, you know, that's being right. such a fan of what you're doing. Um, okay. uh, I'm going to make a statement, Michael. I want you to tell me if I'm right or wrong. The government, as you said a little while ago, used to try to hide it. They used, to, they used to pretend like they really were for and by the people and of the people. They really did act like they worked for us, and then they would do all their side deals with, with people who were in the life like you were. Um, but we didn't really know about it. We were shielded from that. Now they're out in the open, and they're acting like mob bosses. Because in the mafia, in Cosa Nostra, there's no democracy. The boss says what happens, and if you don't like it, you, you either die or you have to kill the boss. Um, in, in our government, they acted like it really was this sort of all for one and one for all. Do you see a shift of the of the government, not only here, everywhere around the world, that they're becoming more like the mob and not less like the mob? Oh, there's no question. You know, Joe, one of the bis biggest examples of that is what's happening on our southern border. Right. Now, if you take a poll, most of the people are against what's happening. A great majority of the people want our borders secured. I have had two opportunities. Just this past uh, two days ago, I was in San Diego with a thousand undercover agents, many of them border patrol agents. And then a year ago, I was uh, in Texas with 850 border patrol undercover agents. Right. And what they have told me, first of all, they're getting no support from the federal government whatsoever. Second of all, they're telling me they're not even getting 10% of the illegal drugs that are coming across the border, not even 10%, Joe. And they showed me a block of fentanyl 
uh, they did an illustration that was uh, maybe a foot and a half square, you know, and, and maybe an inch and a half thick. And they said, Mike, this fentanyl coming over the border can kill 7 billion people, the entire world's population. And our government is not giving any explanation whatsoever as to why they're allowing this to happen. We know why, Joe, because they're going to disperse these people all over the country. They're going to go to them during the election. They're going to say, hey, it was this administration that kept you, right. got you here. If you want to stay here, then you got to vote this way. They're trying to change the voting law so that you don't need any kind of ID when you get there. That's all it is, maintaining control and power. And that's exactly what the mafia tries to do. Let me ask you a couple of things. Uh, number one, and by the way, it's Michael Franzese. Go to michaelfranzese.com, mafiademocracy.com to check out a chapter of his book. You're going to want the rest of the book. Trust me when I say that. When we're talking about, about them skirting laws and allowing all these people to come in, knowing that 10% of the drugs uh, are stopped, and that could already kill the entire global population, so we know that the other 90% could kill us many times over. Um, is it worth getting a favor back from the illegal alien? Is it really worth letting them come here and, and compete for jobs and letting their kids go to school just to get a vote, knowing that you might kill everybody in, in, in the process? Is power really that important? Joe, it is. I mean, there's no way that they don't know what's happening. This is all reported to them. They understand it. They get it. They know the stats were 100,000 people between the ages of 24 and 45 last year alone died of opioid uh, addiction. Oh, you know, uh, I mean, they know it. And they don't care. They make believe they do. Because remember what Machiavelli said. Machiavelli said to his prince when he was advising him how to maintain, maintain control of his kingdom. He said to him, Prince, you can do anything you need to do. Lie, steal, cheat. You could even kill. But to the outside world, you must always appear to be honest, upright, and have integrity. Wow. And that's our politicians to the T. They don't care who they hurt as long as they can stay in power and maintain control. It's uh, Michael Franzese. Go to michaelfranzese.com. Follow him on YouTube, Michael Franzese. Go join his crew on the website and go to mafiademocracy.com. Let me ask you this. It is going to sound like a bold statement that people watching and listening might not understand right up front. But in many ways, because of what I'm hearing from you and because of what I observe every day and what I do, because I know that Biden has as much as called Greg Abbott in Texas to say, how can we help on the border? And Texas has the longest border, obviously, with Mexico. Was the mafia better, maybe more ethical than the government? Because I know Cosa Nostra, for the most part, I know Gotti broke this rule, but for the most part said no drugs. We don't want to kill the kids in the street. We don't want to kill our entire, our, our entire neighborhood. In that aspect, was Cosa Nostra better than what we see out of Washington? You know, Joe, I, I think for two reasons. And again, I don't, want, I don't want to get, I don't want people to mistake what I'm saying because I never glorify my former right. life. But I will say this. We didn't make believe we were saints. We didn't make believe we were doing good for the people. So we were who we were. However, in our neighborhoods, in our communities, we wouldn't tolerate crime. We wouldn't tolerate drugs. We, we kept it out. And the night I got made, October 31st, 1975, I was told straight out, you do drugs, you die. We don't deal with drugs. Now, people stop me on this all the time. They say, come on, Mike. And I tell them this, listen. It was outlawed. I'm not saying these are criminals on the street. I'm not saying guys weren't doing little drug deals on the side. Right. Some of them were because they, you know, there's money there and they tried to make money. But I saw guys get killed over drug uh, trafficking in that life. They weren't supposed to do it. And and it was outlawed because we said we don't want to kill kids and we don't want to do this kind of business. And 
you know, again, people knocked me. They said, come on, Mike, it's not true. It is true, Joe. I was there and I have no reason to make this up. If we were drug dealers, I'd say we were drug dealers, yeah. even though I personally wouldn't get involved because I had a sister that died of an overdose of drugs. Right. My brother was a drug addict 25 years and it brought horror into our family. I don't want to see that for anybody. And like you said, I'm not saying the, the, that Costa Nostra was, was good. I'm just saying when you, when you grade them side by side, it was better in how their policies work than what the federal government's doing here in this country right now. How would you deal with this? You've got, you've got people showing up and killing innocent people with guns, right? The government wants to take away guns, yet they don't say a word about the 50 shootings in Chicago last weekend and the 10 deaths that were there. They don't say a word about what happens in Philadelphia every weekend. They don't say a word about the out-of-control crime in L.A. and New York, yet they want to take guns away from a guy like me. I've got, I've got guns. I've got the right to carry them. I'm educated on using them. What do you think that is? Can you compare that to something the mafia would do as well, ignoring this massive problem with crime while going after this issue to get control of the guns? I don't get it. Well, Joe, not only do they not mention it, they don't do anything about it. Nothing. Every single weekend, I think over Memorial Day weekend, 50 people were shot. Yes. And some, I don't know how many, 30 died or something like that. And this has been going on for years, you know? And, and let me tell you something, Joe. These people either are ignorant. I don't know what's on their head. But if you, if, you, <laughs> if you make guns illegal for legitimate people, the only ones that are going to have dr- guns are the criminals on the street. I could have gotten any gun I wanted at any time I wanted, Joe. And the guys on the street that want to do harm with guns, they're going to get them. And then you're going to take it out of the hands of, of, of the legal people that use it to defend themselves right. or recreation, whatever it might be. It makes no sense, Joe. It's a power grab again. That's all it is. Well, I've got to, well, I've got to jump in here because something you just said really does resonate with everybody watching and listening and with me. I'm from New York originally. I know how hard it is to get a gun in New York. You guys were all based in New York. All five families were. And you guys all had guns. How did that happen? Exactly. And listen, if we, I'll tell you even further. If, we were, if, if guys were scoping out a house to rob and we knew that the people had guns, we'd pass that house. We're not going to go there. Go to the house that doesn't have a gun. And we did our homework, people that knew. Now, I never got involved. I don't rob houses. But listen, I had a lot of guys around. And I heard a lot of talk over the 20 years that I was in. Oh, we'll stay away from them. They're heavily armed. We know about them. Well, that guy's at the gun range. We don't need to mess with that. We go next door. You know, the only ones that are going to have guns are the criminals. I, I had an arsenal when I wanted it, Joe. And so does every criminal on the streets. It's so easy to get. It's like drugs. I, I've said this a million times. Yeah. You take a drug addict, you put him in the middle of the Sahara Desert, and they will find somebody to give him drugs. I know it. I saw it. My sister and my brother couldn't keep it out of their hands no matter how hard we tried. And it's the same thing with guns. All they're doing is taking away the right of legitimate people to protect themselves. That's it. This, uh, this book is filled with lessons like that. It's filled with stories that, that are happening that you don't even know about. It's called Mafia Democracy. Go to MafiaDemocracy.com. Go and read a, a chapter of the book. You're going to want the rest of the book. Number one bestseller on several different platforms now. It's MichaelFranzese.com if you want to join his crew and check him out on YouTube. Michael, we're frankly out of time. I'm so proud of, uh, of this book. I love how it soared to the top as it should. And we didn't even get into you going to, to Europe recently and how that's taken off as well. Come back soon, would you? Anytime, Joe. You know that. I love being on your show. And I love having you on, my friend. Thank you so much. Go to MafiaDemocracy.com, and we're back after this. Stay here. You're listening to Joe Pags. Don't be an A-dub. Stay with the Joe Pags Show.